All right, people, here we are. Super Bowl Sunday, it's Super Bowl 54. Uh, it's halftime, and uh, uh, a few of us gentlemen uh, decided, uh, ladies were certainly invited, they declined. Um, they wanted to watch the halftime show. Um, I don't even know who's performing in the halftime show, but they've been fairly pathetic uh, over the last, I'd say, decade to decade and a half. So anyway, um, we're doing a little whiskey tasting here. We've got uh, Willette, uh, the pot still reserve. Uh, beautiful body sh uh, um, bottle shape. It's literally shaped like a pot still. So Google it right now. Um, www. I don't know what their website is. Willettebourbon.com or something. I don't know. I have no idea. But anyway. www.google.com and then just type in Willette. Yeah. T wipe, <laughs> type in Willette, uh, you know, pot still, whatever. Anyway, uh, beautiful bottle shape. Uh, it's a little overproof, so it's 94 proof. I believe it is, uh, it's Kentucky straight. So it's going to be a predominantly a corn mash bill, um, probably with a little barley and uh, maybe a little wheat mixed in there. Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't have an age denomination on it. I thought uh, when I drank this last time it did, but I'm, I don't see one. I, did, I was um, looking at it earlier, too. I think it's like, I don't know, aged in new white oak casks. So, all right, that's good, but no age denomination. I mean, judging by the color, if, they, if they're using full-size casts, it looks like probably like an eight-year. Yeah, that's what I, would, I was thinking. I would it's think. not super really? dark. You're thinking, or maybe an eight-year blended eight. with some newer. It could be, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm Jonas. I'm the host here uh, for Cocktail Cult. We've got a couple of sponsors, which we'll go over later. Um, I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine, Stuart. Um, and uh, Ben as well. So I'm going to let, let them kind of introduce themselves a little bit more. Um, basically, what I do for a living is, uh, you know, I'm a hustler and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever needs to be done, we just get it done. So if you need a hit put on somebody, uh, just, you know, hit me up. Uh, I'm a recovering bartender. My name's Stuart. I'm a recovering bartender. <laughs> I like that. And uh, filmmaker, adventurer, and uh, still a connoisseur of fine, fine liqueur. And Ben? I'm Ben. I'm an uh, airline pilot for an undisclosed airline. <laughs> Have to uh, keep the, the drinking to uh, responsible non-flying days. Yeah, we're gonna have to, you're going to have to guess what airline he flies for, okay? And basically, you can go fuck yourself <laughs> is what you can do. We have a big... Because you're uh, never going to find out. We have a big spit bucket for Ben. He's All just right, he's yeah. only tasting. Um, he won't be drinking. Exactly. Yeah. I should be able to make my flight in about 40 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And he flies for a major airline, just so you know. Anyway, just kidding. Anyway, uh, so we're going to pour some of this. Uh, you got a nice wooden cap, uh, you know, cork insert. So it's, uh, you know, you probably get a little bit of, of breath in there if you were to sit on a bottle like this for an extended period of time. Um, so I'll pour probably ounce in each. Hear that glug glug? Sounds like a bong. And I just brought out a little cold water. Um, you know, let's not dilute. Uh, let's just uh, add a little cold water to open it up, get some more aromas. So I'm just gonna add a little splash to mine. Probably stir it around a bit. It's got a good, good beefy nose on it. Yeah, a lot of oak in the nose. Yeah, a lot of oak, so that's Again, uh, new uh, white oak. You can so, almost smell the white, uh, like the white oak. Yeah, I'm you actually. I don't. I don't remember it being that strong, but I agree with you. It's almost like a tannic, astringent oak. Yeah, smells like a sawmill. Yeah, like 
leaves, like, like fresh, fresh, like like dust, cut, yeah. right? Freshly cut, yeah. Sawdust. Definitely a little hot on the nose, so mm -hmm. you, you can tell. You know, it's a it's a little overproof. Nice golden hue, so it's a very pretty color. I'm sorry, it's fucking delicious. Definitely overproof, you get a little sting on the tongue. No esophagus burn. It's a little hot, but only, only on the tip of the tongue. It's really only on, on the tongue. Yeah, it smooths out real quick. No esophagus burn. And um, really well-rounded, just a nice beefy, like, brown sugar. I get some vanilla note in there. Yeah, a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Not, no, not too much. Not and, and, and a lot on the oak, too. There's mm -hmm. definitely a lot of oak, and yeah. that's... I think most of the finish that I'm getting right now is, is some oak. Yeah. I was going to say, I do get the brown sugar and the vanilla much more dry than I remember it. Yes. I would say... I, I, is that because it's overproof, that it's 94? Because sometimes that higher alcohol will, will uh, you know, dry out your mouth. Like, yeah, but I've, I've, I've had uh, overproofed whiskey that was way sweeter. Me too, but like when you're distilling, remember like sticking your finger like underneath the, the actual alcohol running off and it's like, yeah. you know, when you proof it, it's like you can kind of tell because alcohol at a really high like concentration, it kind of just tastes like air. I don't know how else yeah. to describe it. Like yeah. when you're running a still and you're at like 160, like you stick your finger in there and put it on your tongue, it doesn't really taste like it's just, it like just evaporates. It's, it's, it's that's what tongue, I mean. It's yeah. so so uh, so high in alcohol, it kind of just evaporates. It kind of just feels like like tingly air. So I can definitely see there's a, a bit of the quality um, in this whiskey that you know you can def definitely tell it's overproof. So even with that little bit of water, it still holds yeah. that character. Um, I think this, with a little water, it's nice. If you like overproof whiskeys, I would say definitely, you know, just add a little water. For somebody that likes a little dilution, if you throw maybe one cube in here, it'll change the temperature slightly. I think you'll probably get a little bit uh, of a bigger body, a little bit less of that astringent, um, you know, that dryness. Um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, this is the bottle I kind of recommend to people when... They're like, oh, my cousin drinks whiskey. I want to get him a birthday present. What should I get him? And, like, it's just such a beautiful bottle, and the juice is so good. Yeah, the bottle's pretty. That it's always just something that I, I, I recommend to people. So, so do, we, do we know what the mash bill is on this? No. Um, I mean, I'm sure we can Google it. Somebody at home, Google it, and then uh, just email me what the mash bill is because I don't want to do the work myself. I'm, I'm lazy. Is there a reason they wouldn't put a year on this? Because they don't want you to know the age denomination or it's changed over time. So maybe they originally, that could have been a 10 year. Right. Um, and then they just take the age denomination off because then they can blend in an eight year with the yeah. 10 year. It's getting more and more rare to find any sort of age statements. Age statements, especially American whiskeys right. that are over, right. over eight years. You know, is that because they're doing more blending? Because they're just selling out of all the because there's just the demand for right. it is so yeah, much higher that there's just yeah. not enough there's not enough barrels right now that are eight years old right. that then can be released when they're ten years old. The demand is just that much greater than the amount of barrels that we have. Gotcha. Um, so on this bottle, there was a little um, uh, you know a little a little uh, notation, uh, a little uh, folded. Um, card stock, if you will, and it's got some information on who Edward Willett was. Uh, there's a Richard Willett, so it's definitely like a family thing. I should have probably read this, which would have given you more uh, uh, information 
Um, but I didn't because I really don't care and you people are mean nothing to me anyway, hence this podcast. Um, this is not supposed to be informative. It's supposed to be just basically a couple of drunks um, we should, we that should, are just uh, sitting around basically telling each other to go fuck off. We, we should uh, sit on like a front porch in Easton or something for the next one and just drink whiskey out of mugs. Mugs, or we could do in Easton. We could do forties. I mean, we could do. We should do a forties. We could rate yeah. Saint Ides that, that's and uh, and uh, Colt Forty Five. <laughs> yeah. We'll make a brass monkey. And if, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's uh, you get a, 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 a old English forty because it's got that brass colored label, and you drink it down to the top of the label and then fill it with orange juice and it tastes like orangina. And then if you want to get really brash. You, t- you get two of them and duct tape them to your hands and you play Edward 40 hands. <laughs> so the only way to pee is to drink two 40s. And after two 40s, I don't care how, how much of an alky you are, that malt liquor, it, it does something to you. You know, it, it, it'll definitely fuck you up. It sounds like so, you're speaking from experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're a man of the world, for sure. Oh, I'm a man of trash bins, uh, dumpsters, uh, but also, you know, the, the finer things in life. We just cooked up a couple of really nice ribeyes, um, so you know that was so that was good. Goes great with the whiskey. Actually. Goes great with the whiskey. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this football game. You think it's ten ten right now? It's the San Francisco, um, the Golden State Giants. No, the 49ers <laughs> versus the uh, Kentucky Chiefs, or is it? Um, no, uh, the, that other worthless state. The Chefs. The uh, Kansas City. Yeah, that's it. The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, the chefs. You're looking at me like uh, I have some anecdote related to that. <laughs> so I, I moved to San Francisco 11 years ago. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like a crazy fanatic sports fan. I enjoy watching games. But I was, uh, I was noticing in San Francisco, a lot of people were talking about the Giants. I was like, wow, there's a lot of East Coast transplants. That many people like the Giants football team? And it took me like a solid two weeks to realize, like, oh, <laughs> That was the wrong sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for those of you who don't know where we're located, that's good uh, because we won't tell you. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're, we're on the East Coast somewhere. We're hidden in a bunker, um, you know, in, in the middle of Pennsylvania. We've got guns and shit. So don't try and come and, uh, you know, don't try and come and, and mess with us yeah, here. We've got a well-armed militia, um, well-armed with delicious bottles of whiskey. And yes, well, well regulated. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I'm not sure what's going on in the foosball game because, uh, you know, we're not watching it. I, I'm assuming it's halftime. Um, I mean, we can talk a little bit more about this whiskey yeah. now that it's had a, a, a couple more minutes. I was say not to bring it back to the whiskey to breathe. that we're here to talk about, supposedly. I know, I the, just... The finish is kind of interesting to me. It's, um, it's powerful, but it's actually on the shorter end that I remember. And of other whiskeys of late, especially this proof um, that I can recall. I mean, it's kind of, you get a second shot of that kind of sawdust, bone dry. Yeah. And it pretty quickly dissipates. And your tongue is still left tingling. I mean, this is now 10, maybe 15 seconds and your your tongue still has a tingle. Your tongue still has a little tingle on it. So I like that, that like tactile tingly burning sensation but not not overwhelming you know it doesn't it doesn't move down your throat into your esophagus so that's that's always a plus and then would it be outrageous to say the that oaky tannin aspect kind of reminds me of a william LaRue weller i mean of course that's maybe 
what one and a half times the proof of this and age. quadruple times a thousand the and price maybe of this 40 times the price <laughs> if you can find a bottle um yeah it's probably 10 times the price i mean this but what i yeah what i remember for the few pours of that that i've had is the extreme i mean it's almost like wringing out the juices of a barrel and drinking it like that oakiness yeah and that's kind of like this and kind of a more sessionable form i feel like yeah, this is definitely a lot oakier than I remember it. Yeah. I remember it had a little bit more body, a little less heat, or maybe the last time I drank it, I drank a lot of it. So, you know, I, my, my judgment and, and or my morals and, and values were impaired, um, which happens quite frequently. But, yeah, I agree. Was I this, agree. Did you have the same exact bottle? Well, yeah, I mean, it was – the last time I, I had this bottle was probably like two years ago. Okay. So it wasn't physically the same exact bottle. Right, right, right. Because right. this was a brand new bottle we just opened. But it was it, it didn't have an age on it. No, there was no age denomination on it at that juncture either. Gotcha. But and maybe I almost remember that it did at some point. I could be wrong though. Well, yeah. Most most whiskeys did at some point, right? It was a much more common thing yeah. until like the last. Even like Elijah Craig used to have. Yeah. Age they yeah, they used to have year. a twelve year. The last yeah. five or six years, there's just been such high demand that they're lo they're losing their ages. Yeah, because they're just there's just not enough sitting in rick houses. Right. Or if you go down to Kentucky, they're fucking collapsing. You know, Beam had a huge warehouse collapse. I mean, they, there was just a warehouse fire somewhere. I can't remember which distiller. I don't think it was Bullet, but somebody had a big warehouse fire. How would they be collapsing? Because they were built years and years and years ago, and there's there was like there was like four thousand barrels sp spilled out, collapsed. Like leached out, it killed fish, killed wildlife in the area because there was a stream right, nearby. So much alcohol. Oh my god! It was like, like you should have seen. Wild animals my everywhere. Facebook feed was literally like grown men in flannel, like crying, like like the beard, <laughs> the their tears dripping through their beards because their beloved Jim Beam was like fucking like it like going down into the sewer. You know, I mean, okay, th these are like established businesses. Oh, the, that, a billion dollars. Beam right, Sunteroy, Beam Sunteroy is like one of the biggest mergers like in liquor history. So why is their infrastructure literally falling apart? Because that distillery was probably built in like the the late 1800s. Yeah, but they have millions of dollars of product in this warehouse. Well, why, why wouldn't they reinforce it? Maybe know, the, maybe this structural integrity was was. They didn't think it was a factor. They didn't know yet. And now sure. they probably think it's a factor. I mean, so you know, we're not in Kentucky. I'm sure things operate a little differently there. Yeah, and we ain't in, um, you know, what is it? To we ain't in Kansas no more, Toto. <laughs> right? Suntory is a Japanese brand, right? It is, yeah. yeah. That's one of the biggest uh, Japanese brands. And they have some world-class stuff. I mean, Japan, Japanese whiskey is, 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 uh, is interesting because, you know, it seems like the finesse... And the, the depth of, of scotch and then the boldness and the, you know, that upfront earthy, oaky sweetness of bourbon kind of like made a baby, you know? And I mean, that, that's how I describe Japanese whiskeys. It's like the best parts of Scotland and the best parts of the United States literally made a fucking baby. And that's most Japanese whiskeys. I did the head distiller of... Um the Yamazaki line, he trained in Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. 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 For like 20 years. Like, wow. Because think about it, like, the Japanese culture, like, they don't do anything half-assed. No. Like, they do everything, like, to the T as best as they possibly can. I've never been there, but if you go there, like, I've seen, you know, a bunch of stuff online 
that if you go there and you go to like a cocktail lounge, like they are literally like, they don't even waste a, a one, a, one movement behind the bar. Everything is for a reason. Um, it, it's pretty impressive to watch some of the videos of, of these guys, how they bartend. Like that is like, okay, you're a bartender in the United States. You're probably like, you know, 24 and you're getting laid a lot. There, it is like a profession that they, that, that, that is on, the, on par with being a lawyer or a doctor. That's not a joke. You can look it up. And if you don't want to, then we'll fuck true? off. You got to listen to me. Yeah. It's literally like. Maybe we should look that up. We'll look it up then. I'm, you know. Being a sushi chef is definitely on poor. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, they take that part yeah. of their. Because it's all about culture. There. It's not just all about money. It's not all about power. Yes, they. Of course, they have those facets there. Yeah, yeah. But it's all point. about the culture. And what, what is. What, how do you define a culture? You, music, art, food, drinks. You know, like, what else is, is culture? You know, like, it's not how much money you have in the fucking bank. It's just, it's all of those facets, and that's what defines. A culture, or some cultures, a lack thereof, any of those fine and sophisticated things. You know, there's cultures that are basically dog shit. You know, that they don't have good whiskey or good wine or fine art or whatever. I mean, they might not think it's dog shit, but. Yeah, what was the documentary? I'm sure you saw the Jiro Dreams of Sushi. You've seen this, right? No. Have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's this, uh, this sushi chef. I am not as cultured <clears throat> as, as, as Ben is. Just so, so you know. So this, this guy, I think it's on Netflix or whatever. It's a documentary. It's an amazing documentary. So he trains for, you know, 15 or 20 years to be this sushi chef. It's one of the hardest sushi restaurants to get into. I, I don't think you can get into it. But he makes, he has maybe two or three people that work for him. And there's, I don't remember, I don't remember what you call it, but there's a type of sushi where it's basically just this baked egg, right? That's kind of like cut and put atop rice like you would a piece of fish, right? On the rice, but it's an egg. So he'll have the people that work for him, they will cook just this egg dish for like seven or eight years before they can graduate up to actually preparing the fish to be served to his, to his guests. Yeah, that's insane. That sounds really impressive, but like, let's be real. Is it necessary? I mean, it is so if you want the, high, the, the very the highest all, level, that's, yeah. what, that's, their, okay. that's their culture. We're, ta- we're talking about baking an egg, right? Well, like. Sure, it takes time and it takes practice to be at that, that, that level of baking an egg, but you're not building rockets, you're not developing AI, you're baking a fucking egg. Does it really take seven years to get to that level, or is that more or less like a, a way to say like, oh, okay, well, you, you earn coming this like, far. Like, is it hazing versus actually... Right. Actually, like, I, I, I'm I don't know, that's, that's the question. It a little bit more towards just... Very... I don't know. Again, that culture takes pride in everything they do. It's the same with the bar industry. I know. You're, I know. You don't just be, you're, you're just not like, oh, I'm going to go get a job as a bartender. No, you literally have to train for years. And the only time that you are then the head bartender is when someone dies because they're like in their 70s and they're still like having these same jobs that they've been working for 50 years because they don't leave them because they have that pride in that establishment. And that's what builds yeah. that culture. And the United States, I mean, shit, you could go to your corner bar and there's a different bartender like four nights a week. Yeah, and then a month later, it's four different bartenders I've, and nobody I've worked, cares. I've worked with bartenders that very quickly they became like totally fascinated with, uh, with cocktail culture, with the art of it. And in a year, they were making some ex- like absolutely exquisite cocktails. They really took it seriously. And they could outperform a lot of other bartenders. I mean, there was like a lot of talent there. So, at what point does the merit is the merit worth 
as much as the tradition. I don't know. know. That's a question for Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, it would be. He's on the and podcast next week. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say. I think it's um, um, it's Gordon Ramsby who's going to be on the podcast. It's Not good. Gordon Ramsay, but Ramsby. Right. So, I mean, you might want to tune into that one as well. You know, uh, I, as, I, long, as long as he's a dick, then it'll be entertaining. Well, I mean, I'm a dick, so, you know, I hope this is at least a little entertaining for you people. So, anyway, this is the time of the uh, podcast here that I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, I'm hoping at some point someone's going to volunteer to be a sponsor for this podcast um, because we don't have any right now. Uh, we've only had three listeners, and I've, this is now the 15th podcast we've done. And my mom was the first listener, and then my buddy Mike was the second, and I listened as the third listener. So it's really pathetic. So if you're listening to this, you are probably fucked in the head. So, I mean, hey, this, that's all I can say. There's been some good, good quality information about this fine bottle of wool right here. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone should go and buy a bottle and actually buy two bottles and send me one um, what, what for these, free. What do these bottles go for? I mean, I've seen them for like $90, but normal retail on the East Coast here should be between 50 45 and 60 I would say. Right. You know, depending on, you know, closer to like the city, like a city like New York or Philly, you're probably going to be paying, you know, 60 ish But, you, you know, if you can find one in your local, local you know, uh, liquor store, you know, that be around 45 to 55 maybe okay it's still a value at 60 dollars. i think i've drank whiskeys that were hundreds of dollars and they weren't any better than this you know you're yeah, basically I agree, totally. paying for a name so and i think you made the point too that you don't always necessarily see it in the stores too so if you do see it it's maybe worth picking it up even if you're going to sit on it for a little while because you don't know when you're going to come across it again yeah i mean i wasn't even planning on opening this bottle i just bought it because it was there but I figured, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, hanging out with some peeps and, you know, trying to entertain you folks at home. Um, and Mike. there was, there, yeah, Mike and my mom. So thank you for you guys listening. Uh, but there's no way in hell I was going to listen to this dog shit, um, you know, Super Bowl, Demi Lovato, or I don't even know what it is. To be fair, nobody else is paying attention to the halftime show. And if you hear a child in the background, it is an actual child, not, not a recording. We did not give her whiskey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're basically, we're struggling here. You know what I mean? Like, this is not, we're not in the studio. Can I, can I pour myself another? Oh, yeah, please help yourself. Um, but if you have any questions, uh, you can, you can uh, reach me at, and try straight. at an email address. Um, maybe I sh- maybe should I give them people my email address? I feel like this is opening up a can of worms, or I'm just going to get nothing but dick pics. Yeah, you need like a weird hotmail one. You're going to get dick pics from your three followers. I know, but still, it's still three. That's three dicks I get to see. That's true. Yeah, it's not terrible. So, I mean, it could be worse. It could be no dick pics. Right. So, all right. Well, um, so you could send any inquiries or, you know, fuck-offs or whatever to uh, noahsark29 at gmail.com. So that's what, you, what, what, what are you doing for your next podcast? What are you gonna? What kind of spear are you gonna share? Um, we're gonna drink uh, the world's uh, most popular spirit, which is uh, soju, or soju, 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 soju. Yeah. So I got a bottle of that as a promo, and I gotta say, I don't, I can't even figure out a use for it besides like cleaning toilets. It's really tough to palate. Yeah, and I've some, drank like aguadente. I've drank a lot of weird firewater shit. Some of the and it's like, good, right? 
I don't know. It's just like it's like vodka twenty percent. It just tastes. Oh no, good. this yeah. is like vodka like one hundred and fifty percent. That's what this one tastes like. What? What? How, what's the proof on it? I don't know. Huh. I sipped it out of the bottle and then was like, okay, I don't have to ever. I don't have to open this bottle for like another five years. <laughs> I really don't know if that's going to be the next podcast. I, this was not something that was planned out. Um, we just decided to do this kind of on a whim. So, I mean, I'm hoping the next podcast we're sipping whiskey and talking about astrophysics, you know, or, you know, some kind of cool, you know. Maybe, maybe the listeners can uh, make a suggestion of what kind of. Mom, what kind of podcast do you want me to do next? <laughs> Mike, what, do you, what, did, what kind of whiskey did you want to try but you never tried? Yeah, Mike, text me and let me know what kind of whiskey you want to, um, us to review next. Or it doesn't have to be whiskey. You know, I mean, this, this, this podcast is going to be better than Joe Rogan's. Um, can I say that name without licensing? I guess because it's yeah, live, right? Oh, yeah, you're good to go. I, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts, but I think we're better than him. <laughs> Do you, yeah. want, do you want to talk a little astrophysics before we go? Because there's something I learned about recently. I'm, I'm like, kind of into astronomy. So Me too. It's I would love super to. Exciting. So um, the star Beetlejuice, who a lot of people have heard of for a long Beetlejuice, time. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. If you say it a few times. Man, That's what man, I, I, I Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you see the package on Beetlejuice over there and those <laughs> tight black and white? Anyway. All right, so for, the star Beetlejuice. For a long time, it was the fifth brightest star in the sky. I think, it's, I think it's in Orion's belt. So if you can find the constellation Orion, it's one of the stars that's in its belt. It has recently dr- dimmed in brightness to... Um, like 20%? Uh, more than that. It's like the 24th brightest star now, and it keeps getting darker. And, and the scientists don't know why. Well, they, scientists know that it's, it, it is about to supernova. It could supernova now so or it could... What, what type of star is it? Because I know it's, it's like... It's a red giant right now. Because mm. it doesn't it go to a... And again, I'm not, I'm not... I haven't brushed up on this in years, but I thought a, like it was a white dwarf and then it went supernova. I thought that was like the last stage of it. There's I could definitely be wrong. I think though. there's different stars, but this one... I is know a, there's different this, types of stars. This one's a red giant that's okay. going to supernova. Anytime between, it could happen right now, or it could happen 100,000 years. I'm not sure. How big is the star? Does it have the capability that instead of supernovaing, it actually like falls collapses into itself, into collapses into its own black, black hole? No, I think I think given the mass of the star, there's there's almost no chance of that. I think it's almost guaranteed it's going to supernova. If nice. it was in the place of the sun right now, I think it would actually the edge of the star would actually reach to Jupiter. So it's much, much. Oh, so it's, it's much yeah. physically larger, but it's not as dense as our sun. So I, I'm not, I think it's like four solar masses, but then it's much, much larger in area. So it's less density, but um, our sun will be the same way in four billion years once it starts to yeah. burn out. Of so in my but f- 458th could, billionth podcast. Mm-hmm. Our sun is going to be uh, going supernova on us, so well, we're going to have to... Hopefully sooner than that, the beetle just does actually start to supernova, because if it does, it's going to be one of the most spectacular things that's happened in thousands yeah, but of years. Here's, so, hold on. Here's the, here's the weird thing, though. If it, if it was going to go supernova, it did tens of thousands of years ago, because that's how long it takes the goddamn light to even reach us. Well, it depends on how far away it is. Right? It's not, it's not how far, how far away is it? I think it's about 60 light years away. It's pretty close in terms that's of... That's it? So we, yeah, we could possibly close. make this thing so, with like a lot of vegetables. 
right? We can live to see this. Yeah, with a lot of veggies. We'd have to go. Well, it, dep- it depends when it happens. But apparently, or when a supernova it... happens, it releases like a surge of neutrinos, which actually travel at the sp- they travel at the speed of light. And we have neutrino detectors around the Earth. We'll actually catch. We'll know that it's supernovaing. Supernova. Super, it's going supernovae. I don't know. I don't it's know a su- supernova. I, don't, I, don't speak I mean. Latin. But um, we'll catch one of those detectors first, and then in like the next hour or two, we should are, we should start to see the increase in brightness. But if it happens for like three months, it'll be so bright that you can actually see it during the day. It'll be like ten times brighter than the full moon, really? or something like it's pretty that. Pretty badass. Yeah, huh? yeah. You people hear that shit? Look at what you're learning on this podcast: whiskey, supernovas. I mean, come on. Hit subscribe. Subscribe to this right now. No one's saying another word until you hit. I don't hear you hitting subscribe. Subscribe to this bitch. All right, good work. Now we can continue. Has the, I, does, had the game come back on? I don't even know. Nah, it sounds like no. a commercial. Yeah. Back to commercials. Some of the commercials have been really lame. There's a few that were kind They're of They're usually good. But... It's like Walmart is like, let's get every B-list or slight A-list actor from like the last 20 years and jam them into one fucking commercial. And then put like C-3PO there and expect to like tap into all like the Star Wars nerds. Right? It's not a Walmart but, commercial? Yeah. There was one that had, It was like, like a five was... minute Walmart commercial. Who else could afford a five minute commercial on, on yeah. the Super Bowl? I, I wonder how you, uh, how you budget for like your ROI on a Super, Super Bowl commercial. That's got to be some very interesting accounting right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's like being like, oh, I'm going to pay Kim Kardashian to wear my sunglasses. Right. I'm going to pay her $100,000 to post something on Instagram about my sunglasses. And then, you know, do you, do you, what is the, when do you see that at least $100,000, you know, surge in sales? Is that, do you right. expect that immediately? Is that within a week? I don't know. I've never paid Kim Kardashian for anything. The sex is always consensual. So. Wow, really? I mean, you know, I had, first I have to Kanye, but, <laughs> you know, it's no big deal. I mean, you know, he wears his MAGA hat and, you know, he lets me hit it from behind. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of the, uh, the rock story, but I don't know if we can tell that on the air. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> we should say. Yeah, but do we really want to, like, say something like that about who is probably going to be our next president? Right. After, what, after, hey. after whatever, whoever dog shit wins in 2020. That, that story sounded way more consensual than the shit I've heard about Trump. Well, yeah. More, you know. I, which doesn't we're not, we're not here to bash politicians. They're all rubbish and they're all, you know, criminal. But whatever. I mean, that's neither here nor there. That's where I'm all in jail. Um, so I was actually going to bring another bottle, but my, uh, my esteemed colleague here, uh, Stuart, told me that we should focus just on the Willette. I was going to bring Clyde May's cast strength. Really? Um, yeah, it's do, it's it's pretty tasty. Podcast. So maybe that's the we next one that we do. Um, but I don't know. You I've people are you people are probably getting bored as shit because you just wasted thirty one minutes of your life that you will never you know get back. They, they know about Beetlejuice and about that's true. That's true. So, um, I I mean any any parting parting words for anyone? Um, www.drinkmalabar.com um, that is one of our sponsors. Malabar is a uh, spice liqueur, 60 proof. It's got cardamom, cinnamon, clove, and orange, and it's just fucking delicious. So go out and get a bottle. 
Um, you know, uh, follow the bird is the hashtag. So, you know, show, show your bird. Show me your bird. Show me and then bird. going back to the dick pic, sorry. Show me your bird's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, so. you, you, you're going to get all kinds of shit. But any, hey. any other sponsors? Do we have any other sponsors? Oh, yeah, uh, Bushwick Kitchen. Um, they make honey and sriracha, and they're f absolutely fantastic. Um, don't take my word for it. Just look at the reviews on Amazon or a Google thing or, a, I don't know, what, an Apple thing or whatever those things are. I'll come up with some sponsors. For um, but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so well, this is going to be a weekly podcast now, apparently. So I, I keep saying that. I just assume that it's going to be a weekly thing. But do you need to know what country you're going to be in in a week, either of you? That's a good question. Yeah, that was a very good question. In one week, which country, <laughs> what countries are you two going to be in? Oh, no. i got to get the airport in about 10 minutes. Well, uh, finish that. Just finish I mean, that whiskey and then that's, you're that's, that's, a, that's a full six-hour pour. <laughs> Six-ounce six pour. So, but seriously, what country are you two going to be in in the next week? It's got to be one of, for me, it's one of three. It's probably either Peru, United States, or Costa Rica. But you never, you never know. Are you going back to Peru? If I get my motorcycle I think that, back. Could be, that could be a whole, a whole other podcast. Stuart got his motorcycle seized in Peru. Uh, um, I thought an, you just signed off. Undisclosed location. He, he loves talking about it, too. But, <laughs> I'm sure he loves sharing the details. I've told this story a lot. Although, I will say, it's way nicer to actually talk about it than it is to, like, chicken yeah. peck on my phone and try to explain... Via text message. All right, well, you, you, the audience next is kind of rubbish I'll, right now. You don't even deserve this I, story. I, I will join next week if you'll be so kind as to have me, and I'll tell the whole story. All right, well, so we're going to learn about the Fermi Paradox next week, Stewart's motorcycle getting seized, and maybe drink a little Clyde Mays uh, cast strength. Perfect. Or something else. Maybe we'll do a Coors Light uh, taste, tasting review. Maybe a Coors Banquet. Or the, a Budweiser just, uh, they've now got a hard, uh, hard seltzer, yeah, Budweiser seltzer. seltzer. I just thought Bud that Light was Bud Light. We should do like Bud Light seltzer versus White Claw. We could do that. So, all right, the game's back on. So, uh, peace out. Fuck off. I got work to do. See you, Mike. Bye, Mom. Thanks I for love listening, you. Mike.